Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg as we have another exciting week of Major League Baseball action headed towards you. But first, Griffin, let's look back on the weekend that was specifically in Anaheim. Shohei Otani homered on Sunday in what may be his final appearance in a white Angels uniform as the Halos head out on the road and will not be back in Anaheim until after the trade deadline. My question to you is, with the Angels winning once again, taking two of three from Pittsburgh after sweeping the Yankees, they're four games out of a wild card spot, and they head to Detroit for a three-game series beginning tomorrow, uh, beginning on Tuesday. Will the Angels trade Otani, or are they too close in the race and believe that keeping him is the best option? I wasn't sure they're going to do it, honestly, um, even if they were looking like they're dead to the world. Uh, so I think this uh, recent stretch of form, I think, is going to get Artie Moreno and crew. Um, I think he still owns the team. Uh, and they're going to keep him, uh, especially because they're close. I mean, eight games seems like a lot, but ultimately uh, that's not a terrible situation for them, even in the AL West, which might be a little bit too beyond what they could do, but four games back in the wild card. I mean, that could be a race in a week at times. So um, I don't really see it for the angels. I think if they were going to be pragmatic and it doesn't look like Mike Trout's necessarily returning tomorrow by any means. Um, I mean, the, the West has been good. It doesn't seem like the central is going to get, get more than one team in there. So um, maybe if you see the AL East trying kind of, eating up in each other and then maybe potentially causing some some troubles for some of the better teams in that division, then maybe the Angels see that they could get a pass, maybe even the Astros, who they're five games behind. So um, I think they keep them now. Uh, I think that's probably a, a poor decision for the franchise, but I also feel like I do understand how difficult it would be to trade him because you're essentially just waving the white flag in the middle of the season. Yeah, I think they keep him as well because it's a business decision, not a baseball decision. And even if they're not in the race, you're still going to sell 40,000 tickets for Angels home games because of Shohei Otani. So I think they'd rather have that for the remainder of the season than lose him, get prospects, and have no shot at the playoffs. Yeah, I completely agree. I Like, I want to go when the Angels are going to play in Texas, and I think next month, because I don't know really how often that's going to happen going forward. So I want to make sure I can get on the... Uh, Otani gravy train, though I guess those ticket dollars probably wouldn't go to Anaheim in that situation. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday in Major League Baseball, and we'll start with uh, the Giants and the Tigers, a makeup game from back on April 16th. And uh, it's an awkward situation for the Giants, who have lost four or five straight games now. They got swept by the Nationals in D.C. This was a scheduled off day, but because of the makeup and the free day for both teams, this is while where they will play. So the Giants traveled from uh, Cincinnati, from Pittsburgh on this road trip, from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati, not that big of a travel, Cincinnati to D.C. Now they go D.C. to Detroit for just one game and then have to go home to play the A's on Tuesday. Detroit, meanwhile, has been home. They stay home. Just instead of an off day, they're going to play another game. Uh, the Tigers beating the Padres, by the way, yesterday. It'll be Tariq Skubal against Ross Stripling. What do you like in this one? Uh, a lot to digest there. I do completely understand your scheduling situation, and it wouldn't be shocking for the Giants to potentially sleepwalk in this one 
as uh, maybe my uh, thing is not updating correctly, but it looks like a 10-10 Pacific start. So yep. early one, uh, the, the Tigers did get an early game today out of the way, I think on that Peacock exclusive game uh, against the Padres, if I'm not mistaken. But um, not a great spot for San Francisco, certainly licking their wounds. Um, and quietly, the, the Tigers have been kind of turning it up a little bit lately. I, I wonder if that's because of how many times they have Kansas City on their schedule. But uh, I thought they were pretty game against the Padres as well. Um, certainly a big talent discrepancy between those two teams. And uh, Terry Scoobles got like a lot of great things coming out about him, but he's not going very deep in games at this point. Um, I think San Francisco, while it's really tough to back teams in their travel situation on a big losing streak, but I still think they're better. Um, so I'm going to look to that side, though. Ross Stripling, um, he's he's a tough, tough uh, cookie to, to trust at this point. The Orioles are at the Phillies. Dean Kramer against Christopher Sanchez. Philadelphia is minus 130. I like the way Sanchez has been throwing, despite the fact that he's 0-3. He, he's been good. Uh, and I think was kind of a spot starter to me for a little while and has done more than enough to keep that that job. Um, you, I mean, if there's ever been a, a letdown situation, the Orioles gone from winning three out of four, I think, in Tampa, taking over first place in that division with – Bautista working their closer at four out of five. Uh, Cano and I think the same four out of five or three out of four or something in that scenario. Uh, very good chance that that Baltimore bullpen is not available and it's honestly running on fumes in a lot of different directions. I think Bauman went two and a quarter or two and two thirds today. Not two and a quarter because that wouldn't exist in the three out game. But anyway, um, I, I think it's a great spot for Philly. I It's a little bit hard to see and to really kind of agree with Philadelphia being favored over a Baltimore team that's playing so well. But I think I am kind of coming around to it because of the limitations in that Baltimore bullpen. Um, They're still going to be in a tough like series with Philadelphia. Anytime you're going into citizens bank park because Philly can score a ton of runs. And I think there's always a question about the Orioles and how much they can keep up in that, in that area. So uh, number seems right to me. Might seem like it's a little bit of value on Baltimore, but I think you got to consider that the bullpen limited nature of it. And if you're playing the O's, I think you want to look more to a first five type of play or something of that nature. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Rockies are at the Nationals. Patrick Corbin Day. He'll get the start for D.C. Jake Bird but goes for Colorado. Uh, I mean, Patrick Corbin quietly is having some good starts out there i don't i don't know uh we might need to find a new celebratory day i, th- I think it's going to be the alec manoa day going yeah. forward but we'll see uh i guess he was a little bit better in his last start but um i mean pretty good spot for patrick corbin to really show us what he's made of against a really really bad colorado team that's so so bad outside of course field and i think is probably gonna be missing chris bryant and cj crone again for these two couple games and like already a bad lineup when they lose their two most, I think most prominent power hitters. Um, like the Ryan McMahon hitting in the three hole experiment is not really good, good uh, experiment if you're trying to, to win games. So uh, as weird as it sounds, I think I like uh, Corbin depending on what this number comes out of. The Royals are at the guardians. Ryan Yarbrough gets the start for Kansas city, Logan Allen for Cleveland, um, heavy favorite minus minus one ninety five. Yeah, big big price, especially for uh, a pitcher who was just in the minor leagues. Uh, I think Kate got called up to make a start last week. So, uh, but Logan Allen's had good stuff, had a good outing against Pittsburgh. Um, he gets another really really weak lineup here in Kansas City, who hasn't hit anything at all for what feels like months. It seems Ryan Yarbrough doesn't really seem to have that magic now that he's not an opener for the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Um, I don't know if they'll probably do some sort of weird setup there as well or if he's just going to actually throw the first pitch of the game. But uh, gigantic price for a Cleveland delay. I think I'm running away from this one as fast as I can. Mm, You got the Mariners at the Twins. Uh, a, a matchup of what we saw last week, just flipping home sites here. Kenta Maeda gets the start. He pitched very well in Seattle last week. Luis Castillo also pitched very well against the Twins. So uh, we have the Mariners, a road favorite, minus 120 with Castillo on the bump. Yeah, that seems a little expensive to me. Um, having just been in Seattle and watching the Mariners basically lose all three games of the series but had – uh, two pretty big comeback victories Friday night with a walk-off Saturday. Um, took a big lead and fell way behind. And uh, I think I was in the beer line when they started to really make a comeback. And I was like, oh, my God, do I do I leave the beers? Do I go? What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, Luis Castillo, I mean, great arm. He's going to knife through a, a Minnesota bull, or, excuse me, lineup that really struggles to hit the ball. Uh, but I think, as you mentioned, Keta Maeda has always been a good arm. Staying healthy, I think, is his biggest question. Uh, a couple starts back off the IL. I feel like he's in, in good shape right now. Um, I just don't know that the Seattle offense, to me, deserves to be favored on the road here. So it's uh, Minnesota and maybe a first five under, uh, I think, is where I'm looking on this one. Reds are at the Brewers. Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati. Colin Ray for Milwaukee. Brewers minus 115 at home. Yeah, slight favorite. Uh, Milwaukee controlled really every aspect of the last year of Cincinnati. Um, Ashcraft had a good start recently. Colin Ray has been uh, one of those guys that really makes me nervous backing him, but it seems like a really short price in Milwaukee who have, have kind of emerged as a better, uh, I think, central division candidate, though Cincinnati's won a bunch of games in a row. Schedule's kind of worked out for them a little bit lately. Um, seems I, I don't know if you agree with this, but it seems pretty cheap, the, the Brewers' price right now. Yeah, it does. Uh, Rangers are at the Astros. John Gray, uh, Brandon Belak, that's the pitching matchup there. Texas, minus 115 on the road. I hate it. Uh, I don't like this team without Corey Seager in the lineup, so I like Houston in this one. Yeah, and potentially Adolis Garcia, too, who had the day off on Sunday, but I think got hit by a pitch, and that might have encouraged uh, a day out of the lineup. Um yeah, weird to see John Grace, who's really ever since he got a blister issue on his hand, hasn't really been the same. Took a line drive off his off his leg in his last start. We'll see how that does. I don't know. I mean, obviously he wouldn't be pitching if there's anything broken, but um, that didn't seem to be great because he was trying to stay in the game and really wouldn't even throw a pitch. Um, he like fake through one, seeing if he could like put some some weight in his leg, standing leg. Tough tough situation. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. Um, so it's. And Houston certainly has been playing great, but they're they're also the the hunter right now as opposed to being the hunted. I think it's a good spot to be in, especially at home as an underdog. So uh, give me the Astros. You have the Cardinals at the Diamondbacks. Ryan Nelson, who's terrible at home. Adam Wainwright returning off the IL to start for the Cardinals in a game that I feel like we'll see a lot of runs scored. Yeah, I feel like over is not a terrible call here. I don't have a, I don't see a number on it just yet because I think we're still making sure that that Nelson's starting for Arizona. But anyway, um, don't really like him, even though he's got some good good numbers. As you said, they're usually his good outings come on the road. Uh, Adam Wainwright's looking like he's uh, past it. Just seeing uh, a lot of the price action and really not like getting a lot of respect from the marketplace, despite St. Louis has to me, being overrated this entire season, especially based on the results. Um, this is a big step for Arizona. they got to prove they're for real, that they want to stay in that AL West ra- or NL West race. 
And because I think the sooner they fall out of that, they start then feeling the breath of the Giants and also the the kind of getting hot Padres behind them. And they might see themselves or find themselves out, out of the uh, playoff loop if, if things keep going this direction. So I think it's a big game for Arizona, and I think they'll probably play well here. Um, but they're probably going to be a big favorite, and their play lately has not deserved it. Pirates at the Padres. You Darvish starts for San Diego. They're minus 260 favorites. Quinn Pricer gets the start for Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh has I, – I don't know what the numbers have been, but after their awesome start to the season and they inked the, the big contract with Brian Reynolds, um, everything has gone to hell for, for that, that club. Uh, I know that we do have some listenership. Pittsburgh fans, I'm sorry for what you're going through right now, but it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. I mean, you Darvish um, had a batting, battling an illness, came back, wasn't great, wasn't so sharp in his first start, but it was really good in Philadelphia. Uh, was really good at Toronto his last start as well, and here's a really nice start for him at home to knife through a, a Pittsburgh lineup that shouldn't give him too much trouble. And finally, the Blue Jays at the Dodgers. Jose Barrios on the mound for Toronto. Michael Grove for L.A. L.A.'s minus 130, and, you know, it could be one of the final starts for Grove in an L.A. uniform. He's uh, certainly one of their top prospects that teams are talking about in any type of trade that the Dodgers do, and with the trade deadline fast approaching, this might be a final audition for teams. Yeah, you know, also a good idea to potentially get him out of the rotation because I feel like he hasn't had a very good year for the Dodgers. Um, yes, they have plenty of riches. They got a ton of prospect talent, all that sort of stuff. But give me the Jays here. The tough series in, in Seattle, I thought they deserved a lot better than losing that series. Um, they're a little bit fickle and kind of hard to trust, I think, at times. But uh, And that probably describes Barrios better than almost anyone in, in baseball. Um, but as an underdog on the road, Yes, I don't love going into Chavez Ravine and trying to have a, a, a road ticket come through, but this just doesn't really feel like the same Dodgers team to me. Um, and they kind of had a, a tough series in, in Texas losing today, had a big blowout win on Saturday. But uh, ultimately, I think this is going to be a tough game for them to hold on to. Grove has not really impressed me so far this season, so it's Barrios or nothing for me. Before we get to some best bets for Monday's slate of game, Griffin, why don't you give the people a promo code to save money at pregame.com? I would love to do that. Uh, so make sure you, you, if you haven't signed up for a pregame.com account, by the way, make sure you get on that uh, $25. I think is automatically deposited right into your account to use right away if you sign up. So make sure you jump on that. The promo code for this Monday episode, good for seven days from the podcast release. Use CRUSH20, C-R-U-S-H 20. We're crushing dingers. That's what we're doing here on this podcast. Good for 20% off for all listeners of this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast podcast release you get until the end of july but don't wait we got a lot of mlb stuff of course scott and i coming out with other great handicappers on the site as well plus regular season wins for college football the nfl i know that's where a lot of people are spending a lot of their time getting ready you've got some great articles that came out on pregame.com also from our, our crack staff as well so use the promo code crush 20 good for 20 percent off and uh, make sure you use it because you save yourself some money and we get a little credit and so jump on there and use that promo code for my best bet for this monday episode there's to me, actually, a couple good choices here. I think I'm going to go with the home dog, and that's the Houston Astros at home right now to John Gray and the Texas Rangers. A lot of questions about the Texas lineup without Corey Seager. Um, this is a big, big matchup as well for the defending uh, World Series champions, trying to uh, put themselves in the best position they can, which you really need to win a division so you can avoid wild card rounds uh, and, and that such or uh, all that elk. So uh, Brandon Bielak's looked a little bit better lately. Um, certainly not the best arm the Astros have, but 
Um, you, there's a reason he's an underdog at home. Uh, so give me Houston. I see minus uh, 101 right now at Bet Online. So slight, a little bit less than even money, uh, but you might even get a little bit better price depending on what the lineups look like when this one is about to throw first pitch. I'm going to go with uh, probably the Phillies in this one. I think Dean Kramer's advanced numbers are worse than his surface numbers. He's got a, an expected ERA, almost a run higher than his actual ERA, and the bullpen really sold me. Uh, Bautista and Cano working four of the last five days. I highly doubt that both of them are available for this game tonight. Philly is a rightful favorite in this one. I think they get the job done. I like it. Uh, you know, it, it's a really tough spot to go against Baltimore because they've been playing so well, but I, I think – when you can't close games how you want to, I think that's something you can't really underestimate in this game of baseball betting. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will talk to you on Thursday night into Friday morning. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.